BDSM Reimagined takes a deep look into the world of kink. Follow along as a psychologist and an experienced practitioner walk through the world of alternative play. We remind listeners that this show contains explicit sexual references, so it is only suitable for adults. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Welcome back to BDSM Reimagined. I'm Indy. I'm Michael. And this is Ramble. Rambles. Ramble. I'm trying to make it like that, um, that racing car. You're live uh, tonight. Rambles. <laughs> no, not, not that. I'm joking. <laughs> well, we've already started. This is great. That's right. Listeners, we are just going to ramble because you know what? We're tired. We're tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know all of this topic and thinking about what mm. we say around a topic. Mm. And we're just going to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the end of the show, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been great listening um, to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, on a real note... Oh. <laughs> Tell me where are you at? Tell me where you're at, man. Where you at? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. So I'm just feeling particularly exhausted. I am I feel a little burnt out. That's what I should say. Ah. Again, it's this boredom and it's not just boredom, but boredom, boredom is the first sort of thing that comes up when I try to look a bit more deeply um, and I'll go into like the context it's in London it's locked down all that kind of stuff works a bit up and down and rah, rah, rah. but I have just sort of for somehow I've I'm looking for straight men all of a sudden <laughs> okay <laughs> which has never I mean once in a while yeah the idea of a straight man is exciting but that that's it's a fleeting thought for me there's some people who their whole life some gay men their whole life who just go out and seek straight men you know that's their sort of fetish that's what they desire the most not me indeed well not until this week <laughs> well michael i'm just wondering has it become an obsession is this something you're constantly <laughs> thinking about and wanting? An obsession? Oh, too soon. Don't put ideas in my mind. Um, <laughs> no, it's not an obsession. Well, no, actually, it is an obsession, but it's, I mean, that, that, it's a subjective term. That, I mean, after three months, that's my sort of rule. If I'm feeling something or I engage in a behavior for three months or more, that's when I need to really start panicking because that's when I think, <laughs> that's when I think all hell's broken loose. Mm. So I am on apps looking for straight men. And I'm honest, I'm so, I say sub guy looking to worship straight men. I'm just thinking, what am I doing? I am 33 years old. This is not where I saw myself 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, it's such an idea. It's such a concept in my head. I'm just wondering, I have a question. Why do you think you're seeking a straight man? What does he symbolize to you? What, is, what are the qualities that are attracting you? Why now? I'm just wondering about that. It seems that it comes from, I mean, it starts with trainers. Like I want to worship straight men's trainers. 
that's the let's be real let's be real here straight men's trainers and <laughs> i don't know why i i don't know why i think it's uh. because it's just so absurd and it is so just odd and bizarre and the thing is i actually met a guy on the weekend a straight guy he actually was all he was he was for it and i did meet him and he ended up being in my room he was laying down he he had his headphones on he had his headphones on yeah i think he just wanted to shut out every experience possible (laughs) (laughs) i think it's just like i just want to get this over and done with I think he was curious and open. He he was, um, you know, considering my my predicament. Oh, poor poor Michael, poor this poor guy. He's like really searching on these apps and begging. So I think twenty three year old, <laughs> yeah, really nice guy, really nice guy. Um, we were both quite nervous. He thought I'd be this weirdo. I thought he might jump me. You know, you, you're messing with men like it's messing with you don't know you know and the area he came from in london was is very rough anyway so i ended up just he laid back and i just went for it on his trainers (laughs) (laughs) so you were able to unleash that part of yourself michael that's right and uh I, i feel very fortunate for it and see if you were my sub you wouldn't be unleashed you'd be fully leashed while you were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my two cents. Uh, yeah. How has your experience yeah. been lately? Yeah, I've been more kind of a bit in and out. There's a, a line or a circle drawn in the sand. I tend to just jump into the circle, play around, and then I jump out. And right now I'm just on the edges of the circle going, hmm. Do I want to come back in today? Do I feel like playing? And inevitably what happens is I'll have I'll have a whole lot of intense time with the DS dynamic. I then go into a stage where it's like, okay, that's that's it, we're done. Like we've gone so intense and hardcore, we've got to stop. <laughs> so so then it becomes more of a Dom drop, which I'm getting better at. What do you mean by Dom drop? Can you just explain? For me, the way I experience dom drops are once I've been accustomed to being the dominant and I'm very powerful for a while and I've got someone who's doing everything I want and all of my orders are being followed, I end up feeling very much in control and good. When it all falls away, the drop I feel is that loss or that sense of craving for wanting that power back again. So that inevitably happens after the intense hardcore time. I'll go into Mm. dom drop. And then following that, I just sort of completely forget about BDSM. I just go back to my usual life until I get interested again. And that's where I'm now is I'm like this interested, but at the edge of the circle. Like, oh, yeah. How long do your drops tend to last? They used to be really intense and last for quite a while. And in fact, they were so bad that I would end up trying to just do more DOM stuff, just try and find subs online just so that I could go back to the language of bow down, do this, yes, more, that kind of stuff. And so Mm. 
uh, I've gotten increasingly better at noticing that this is how I drop and noticing that I, I kind of forecast it to myself now a bit more where I'll know that, okay, it's getting all really intense. You're burning out a bit or you're starting to burn out a lot. Uh, expect that you'll have this drop. And that's really helpful because I think that, uh, as I say, it's been about a year that I've been in this, so it's it's taken a while for me to see what the patterns are. I think that we... Okay, so from from the first level I listened to this, I think, oh, you're on the you're on the circle and that's completely normal. You know, you go in a bit, you go out. That's absolutely fine. That's absolutely normal. But what I know personally from that experience and also from what I know about you is that it's not actually that the experience shouldn't be seen through that lens of, oh, this is normal. And it is normal, <laughs> which is the irony. It's actually a painful experience and it's, it's frustrating to be in and out. And then you think this is not you, this is anyone. And then I think I'm in and I'm, yeah, this is it, this is it. And then it goes a bit wrong and it's very frustrating. And it just plays around a lot with my feelings where I think I'm at. Is what do you it, mean by that? What do you mean it so, plays around with your feelings and where you're at? Well, I'm confident that I'm in a submissive dynamic and it will last. And then something oh. goes wrong. And then I'm like, oh, now it's gone. It's strange. And I need to communicate more. And it, it just, it seems to be a relationship. You know, that's what relationship is. But I don't know. I just think, is it causing more suffering than actual pleasure? Or what's the aim here? Are we trying to stay in that space what's the aim indeed <laughs> <laughs> i i have a an answer for where i'm at with it currently so what i look, uh, look at it as is <laughs> i know i always, no, no, no. I always know don't i that's why i'm doing it <laughs> uh so what where i'm at with that is i feel it's really healthy really really healthy for me to be coming in and out of the circle because when i'm in the circle other parts of my life tend to fall away somewhat and my focus tends to be more on planning the next session or considering the session that's just happened, creative, imaginative kinds of processes in my mind, i.e. when I'm in the circle, other parts of my life shrink and this amplifies. And so I think it's really healthy I get burnt out and then I jump out of the circle again because it's re-establishing balance. It's re-establishing priorities. I have other spheres in my life that if I were to neglect for too long could be, you know, could be damaged. So I, I'm starting to increasingly be of the view that it's healthy, even when it feels annoyingly, oh, you know, here I am again, it's actually just part of the cycle because I don't see BDSM as a complete refuge. Increasingly, I'm starting to understand that it has props and parts of escape or of freedom or even of just rest. And so I feel good when I'm in it for those things, like, for example, being the unconflicted dom. When I'm in that space, my head feels a lot clearer. I feel really sure, direct. 
so for example, I could become that unconflicted dom with the certainties and a lot of direction in my thinking and straightforwardness. And so that feels like a reprieve from the usual kinds of ways my mind is, which is considering lots of different viewpoints or conflicted with all sorts of things going on. And so somewhat it's, it's good. It's good to be in the realm of BDSM and have a break from that. But it's with awareness I know I'm, I'm having a break from reality here because the reality is that I'm not an unconflicted individual. I do have deep inner conflicts in myself. <laughs> And even whilst I'm in BDSM, I'm conflicted. So even whilst I am playing, <clears throat> there are times where there's a reprieve. I'm not fully in reprieve. And so that's, in a, in a short way, coming back to your point, I think that that's what I mean by it's healthy and being in and out of the circle can feel annoying, but on another level, actually, it's part of how it is. It just is like this. No, that makes sense. I, I think what I'm wanting is I'm trying to grasp onto certainty, which is such a sub thing to do. Grasp on something that won't be changed. That is something that's kind of permanent, you know, static. And that's, um, and that, as I said at the start, makes sense because at the time right now, there are certain conditions which are amplifying my restlessness. You know, the, in London at this moment of recording, the gyms aren't open, lockdowns in force, you can't meet certain people, you can't go into households, you can't go to cinemas, you can't do anything besides, and I'm lucky that I go into into a place of work, I don't have to work from home, so I'm lucky with that. But Which is huge, Michael, can't understate that. So the spheres in your life in London compared to the spheres I can access here in Australia, very different. So, yeah, I can see what you mean. The conditions are very different for you. And that's it. So then I'm wanting something more certain. But it's interesting how at this point I'm turning to a straight man fetish. <laughs> well, again, I'm wondering what is it about? So you said straight. Uh, if you said trainers, but what about straight men? I think it's a creative turn in my imagination or it's a creative leap back, if you will, to a childhood where straight men symbolized the real quote. It was absolutely absurd. And mark my words, I have been in the presence of what I consider real men when I actually sit down and think. And these real men are completely opposite to these stereotypes. These men are emotionally sensitive. They are they're compassionate, they're caring their leaders in a very different way than the macho muscle kind of thing. In any case, my younger life, you know, these straight men were the real men, complete men. And being gay, I've never felt that. Or at least the, my, in my developmental years, I've never felt like a whole man. Which again is absurd, because when I actually sit down and think about this, I'm thinking, no, I think I've got more than enough <laughs> i i feel like i no, no. i feel like i i definitely have qualities of what i think many men should have okay so there is a an incongruence here because on one level you're searching for a straight man with a massive disclaimer that you don't see 
this macho kind of stereotype as a real man, but there's a part of you mm-hmm. that does. And there's the conflict there as well with, uh, well, actually, I when I step back and look at it, it's great. It's he- hearing your confidence in yourself that you're, you do. And I agree with you. You embody some really great qualities as a man. So it's it seems like it's linked to this period of time in London with all of the ways in which maybe you can't enact out the usual identity of yourself as a man. Yeah, that, that could be something and therefore seeking to a more regressed version of, you know, masculinity as such. I find it quite interesting. I, I'm, and I, I think you said this in a few episodes, I'm investing in a lot more sports kit and trainers and stuff. Like I'm really opening that door to myself of just, you know, I've got a bit of money in the bank now, <laughs> you know, to sp- I mean, I don't go out, I, I don't do, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I don't spend money. Like people would go out on the weekend and spend 100, 200 pounds on, on alcohol and whatnot. I've never done that. 200 pounds. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> this is your thrifty side coming out so again. <laughs> this is my, that's right. Yeah, exactly. This is my, I'm indulging a lot more. As I think I'm more as I'm unfolding as a sub and what my interests are. I'm allowing myself to, be fashioned literally in in my own interests so i bought this like adidas shirt the other day and i bought two actually <laughs> but they're on special <laughs> <laughs> however i'm just wondering again because pre-pandemic london you could be out expressing your masculinity yourself your manhood you your identity enacting it in all sorts of ways out in the gym with friends, uh, going to some opera, whatever it is that you do. I don't know. I'm just taking guesses opera, here. Masculinity. About... What kind of regressed ma- masculine <laughs> archetype are you looking at? <laughs> well, I mean, you like, you like, well, it's a refinement. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock concert. Come on. <laughs> so, though, I think that it's, it's interesting that maybe you've got this kind of Adidas type of scenario going on along with seeking these straight men when you don't really have spaces in which you can be yourself outside of what it just sounds like the pandemic in London is you just be home or be at work or at the shopping supermarket that and also a pay rise (laughs) (laughs) I do think that what you're saying does contribute to some degree definitely Indy, you mentioned yeah. recently, off air. Oh, what's this going to be? Yeah, all right. That you're getting a bit more interested in becoming a dominatrix. Hell yeah! Oh, wow, that's a strong response. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would love to take that next step. <laughs> yeah, I'm really thinking about it con- and considering it seriously. Mm. I just don't know where to go next. I have contacted a dominatrix here in Sydney to get some mentoring. Wow. And some sense of how to begin. What's appealing to this is actually not at all the money. Let me just put in huge disclaimers. I, in my profession, with what I do, I'm quite comfortable. 
So I don't really care about the money. What I care about is actually the psychology and how people tick. I'm so fascinated about it. And I really want to know on an intimate, deeper level with submissive men or women, I don't mind. I just, I'd love to be able to find out more about how people express their submissive side, what deep fantasies they have, getting to know them more, linking it back to who they are. Because the work I've been doing for 15 years, don't get me wrong, it's exciting, there's still lots more to learn, but it's only a particular part of the human psychology. And I feel like there's so much that's missing because I don't do uh, I don't do sex therapy. And so and I didn't I don't think I'd want to do sex therapy because I think the presenting issues there are more understandably difficulties with in the sexual realm. Whereas becoming a dominatrix, I feel like what that would do is open huge doors to understand people on an entirety that I don't currently and myself. I think you would do so well, to be honest. And I think you have the conditions in your life. You know, I think you can move in, in that direction quite easily. It's hard work to become a dominatrix or a master or any of that, that thing, because you're competing with a whole online market. You have to, I mean, I've, tr I've tried it, but loosely, you have to take pictures of yourself sitting down in a certain way. And then maybe it's the seventh picture that works or it isn't. So you keep taking photos and then you have to really amplify parts of yourself. Like, Oh, little slaves should be worshiping me now. And you really have to push this persona. So that's exhausting. And you need to keep an online presence. Actually something I have what? done. You're right with the online thing. I, I don't really have this need or want to amplify myself. I just want to be myself as a dom. So what I've done is started to think about, well, what else could I do? And so I applied for a job <laughs> as a phone sex operator. Yes. <laughs> never, never went through with that. Oh, okay. Well, that was the biggest <laughs> anticlimax of... I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was because of the ethics of it. Oh. I couldn't, couldn't do it because of the ethics. Can you say more? Essentially... Yeah, these people are part of a big organisation on pornography websites. There's a pop-up window that might come and say, chat with live girls now. And the whole premise is that you have to pretend to be in the area of the man that you're chatting with. So you have to actively lie and say, oh, yeah, I'm also in whoop whoop, just near the coast, something just to kind of make it seem like you're really there, when actually you're not. And also the other premise is these men have an expectation that they could meet you at some point. And so you have to keep putting that off. So I just didn't like that at all. The parts that did attract me though, was that you could speak to any man anywhere who's obviously horny and trying to find someone that might start a conversation with uh, their fantasies. It's amazing how this whole arena of BDSM is to create illusion, anticipation, suspense, mystery, opportunity, and yet those ones, the illusion, 
as you're always creating illusions, but the illusion that you're near and the illusion that you might be able to meet those other ones that you, you don't actually resonate with. It's like, no, that's actually going a step too far. Is it not all part of the scene or part of the magic? Well, not for me. Um, I, I'd really prefer to be honest. And I would agree. I would agree. I was just, I was trying to play devil's advocate, but you, <laughs> you got me. I cut you down, man. <laughs> you, cut me, you cut me down. <laughs> but that's a step closer. I mean, there was a podcast recently. I can't remember the show. There was a woman who was on a, who was a phone operator. And she had to search around to find the most ethical company to work with. But yeah, I, I yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, and I think as well the other draw card with it is that it's people who have a lot of safety because they're online, so they're anonymous and it's just a voice or it's just an online chat feature. So there's more scope to be able to really drop down walls and really talk about their deepest, darkest fantasies. Darkest in the, the best way possible, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like quicksand or... <laughs> yeah or what chickens or oh, yeah that's right Indy and I referencing past podcasts of ours and other podcasts that we thought were particularly interesting the types of fetishes presented Indy I I don't know actually I'm going back I'm going back ship is that the expression what's that mean? <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> I. <laughs> I wonder what the actual expression is. What are you talking about? I'm turning back. I'm going I'm 180. You're turning back. Uh huh. Because I am struggling with me talking to people, and I feel it's keeping me away from making deeper connections with a loved one. It's to make connections with people I'm actually here around that, that are around me intimately you mean friendships no romantic lovers lovers oh well you know my position on that I... or should i say my <laughs> <laughs> ultimately uh... from my own experience relationships end up becoming annoying <laughs> okay this is... you know they start off i'm talking like, oh, to a burnt mean... out <laughs> <laughs> I'm a burnt out husk of a woman. Oh. <laughs> uh, in terms of relationships. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the grass always seems greener on the other side. I've, I had an experience, I think, I don't know, about three months ago or something, where I walked around my the area where I live, there's traffic lights and I'm waiting at a traffic light. There's this couple and they're all over each other and they're sort of like, oh, I love you and oh, mooty, mooty, smooty. <laughs> And I was so jealous. I thought, oh, man, I really want that. I just really wish that I had a relationship. How nice it feels to be hugged. And even last night, I'll be completely honest with you. Last night, I just wanted hugs. I I even thought of setting up a profile on an app saying, hugs, just want hugs. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a part of me that gets very stirred up. But then that same day where I was walking was to the supermarket. I get there. Another couple in the shopping aisles quibbling and arguing about 
something to do with the laundry detergent. And I just heard this and I thought, oh, my God, oh, thank God I'm not in that. <laughs> They're going to go home and have some sort of argument and it's about those little subtle things, the daily life stuff that shreds away at your soul. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you, Indy? <laughs> well, I was I was a co-created. I was also in those relationships. I wasn't just hurt. I hurt. Mm. I was also part of the dynamic. And that's the thing is I think that, yeah, on one level I hear you, on the other level I just think, yeah, but relationships end up becoming a mix of enjoyment and horror. <laughs> So. Indy, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you find someone who, that's what I'm trying to think is, and again, is this just completely idealistic? But what I would want, I know exactly what I want. It's someone who does not want to change me at all. I think I understand the sentiment, but I just think that that is so <laughs> fundamental, so like, black and white because we need to be in like we need to be changed in some ways oh we are butting heads can i just say can i just say i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> well i'm gonna say something then because oh what do you mean i can decide when i want to change you you don't ask me oh there's this way that you do the pan where you clean, can you do it? No, I'm going to clean the pan how I want. Fuck you. I mean, F you. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell that I'm still a bit raw. This pan, this is an interesting story. There's a story behind this pan. I, you know what I'm learning? And here's maybe a a compromise. I'm I'm making an effort to meet you halfway, Indy. (laughs) 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 So I over the years of becoming more confident in who I am and what I want. And now I have, I've got this Instagram kink account where I'm, you know, I'm just showing videos of me taking my trainers on and off, nothing else, you know? So that's something I really enjoy doing. And I I have likes and and followers and um, I've met someone, I'm dating someone and they know that part of me already. It's not something that I'm hiding. They know that if they want to be with me, that this is something which is going to be, this is, this is a part of me and it's in the relationship. And that is something which I did not do partly because I was ashamed, partly because I didn't know what I was exactly into in, in the past. So now it's like, this is what I do. This is what I'm interested in. All the start, all the front. And then we, we can enter into a relationship because I don't want to hide something. I don't want to bring it in three months down the track, three years down the track. Oh, do you like trainers? Or, oh, do you mind if I actually have this Instagram account? Or I don't want to bring that in later on because I'm denying what I'm, what I'm into. Hmm. So, yeah, I understand that. Just being upfront with who you are. How does that address the whole toxic nature of relationships though? Because... <laughs> relationships become toxic I mean they for for a whole number of reasons but partly because people don't bring up they don't know their fantasies they might not have a sensitivity towards fantasies which is fine 
but they don't bring it up or they don't, they don't talk about it. And then it becomes this whole other part of them that takes on a life of its own, i.e. going on chat rooms and da, 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 and then seeing other people. And so it's all about yeah. being honest with what you like <clears throat> yeah. being. And that, I mean, when I say just be honest with what you like, that's a whole journey. You need, some people need to get past the shame find like-minded people you know it's a whole process of coming to terms with things that you like and not feeling bad about it It could take years yeah and maybe sometimes it can't ever happen that you can get there i depending on the fantasy i've know a friend who has been asked to dress up as a woman i mean this is nothing new this is this Uh is justification so nothing new yeah, yeah. So a straight guy wants to meet a friend of mine and my friend has to dress up in a dress and stockings and pretend to be a quote girl and then he will uh, um, pleasure this straight guy. And I'm just thinking, I mean, I, I, I love that. Like, go for it. You don't have to think too much about it. You know, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. But on this show, we like to look at things a bit deeper. And I, I think that this straight guy has an attraction to men and by making my friend dress up as a woman i mean it's quite to an extent it's it's a balaclava it's a wig it's black stockings that cover up above the leg it's a dress that covers the body this this straight guy is perhaps editing everything about this individual that's manly Whilst, wow, that's really fascinating. Whilst actually having the sexual act of being with a man. It's, it reminds me so much of the ladyboys in Thailand. So I, I lived in Thailand for a period of time and my hairdresser was a ladyboy. I loved it, loved it. And anyway, uh, yeah, you would see, because it's, it's, the, the, it's the sex capital of the world, and you'd see men with ladyboys, and it, it just it, it hits the same notes, I think, because you've got someone who physically looks a lot like a female. Uh, in that instance, it's more physically looks like a female, so there doesn't have to be the editing and covering up, like the blacking out. Yeah, and so you're saying that maybe that there's uh, an attraction to men there. Yeah, as well as women. That can only... Oh, go on. As well as women, yeah. Yeah. Well, an attraction to men, women might be there, but to men also. And so only being able to really approach that attraction with layers on it. That's really interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's amazing. I, I love that. And I think it's beautiful. And I, and, and I think participating in it is, is, is such a celebration as well. I do often wonder about pegging, which as an act when you're a female with a male. Yeah, I do. It just crosses my mind. Is there a part of this man who's attracted to the masculine energies. I mean, there must be. I mean, there's so much sensation in that area. Listeners at home, pegging is when a female would wear a strap on and penetrate the male through his anus. There's so much sensation in that area, and I don't think sensation necessarily discriminates towards a sex, towards a, a sexuality as such. Like the anus is a, is has got so many nerve systems going on, it's just a. I mean, I actually don't like to bottom at all. I don't like the feeling, but for some men, it's just a pleasurable feeling. But I do agree that there are 
we can't escape the masculine energy which would penetrate with force and at a, a speed and all that kind of thing. I think there is a masculine energy behind that, which is also desired by men who enjoy pegging. Yeah. And I love it. I love it so much because I just think, well, I have that masculine energy. And it actually, maybe it's not even masculine energy. Maybe it's my feminine energy coming out in a particular way because absolutely triple underlined. As a female, I am strong. I am powerful. And so that's what I love about, it's one of the core things for me about playing around as a dom is harnessing, living out, playing out, entering into the doorways of those parts of ourselves that we split as masculine feminine, but actually there's so much more there than that simplified dichotomy. I think that it's a shame that we only have those two words at the moment to describe more accurately what we're trying to say. Cause it's hard to find that. Cause I agree. Maybe it's, why is it masculine? And it's got such a male orbit around that word. It's just like, Oh, male gravity around that word. It's just such a shame that it's, confined it's simplified i actually agree so michael i think this is a wrap it's been great to ramble with you yes you too i'm looking forward to the next time thanks everyone bye-bye we really hope you enjoyed this episode remember if you would like to find out more you can through our website bdsmreimagine.com take care